0: Good morning! Ain't it good to be here? Amen. I'm glad that you are here, that you've decided to be in the Lord's house. See, that timer, that really helps us out. <laughs> well, if you pay attention to it. Um, so today if you have not yet purchased your items for the shoe boxes we are still this week next week uh, are still collecting them so it'll be hats gloves scarves any kind of warm item or if you'd like to bring some money for shipping or if you'd like to bring a shoe box any of that is welcome and uh, just bring it on back here we've already gotten some things started so thank you so very much also uh, tomorrow ends well, Depending on what schedule you're following, tomorrow ends our fasting. And I hope that the Lord has blessed you and uh, that you have felt His presence. I know that some people are, are continuing until the end of the month because they've just been really hearing and receiving from the Lord. So I'm glad that that's, that, that has happened in your life. And, and we're just praying that the Lord will hear and answer for the rest of the year. And um, if you so, this month our focus was, was fasting. In the month of February, our focus is sharing love. Now, in our newsletter, I gave a few suggestions of how to share love. I, I listed some websites that you can click on and, and go to those particular places, sharing love with people, um, writing letters to people, giving them some encouragement. There are a few different um, uh, charities that were listed, so the, the Morrisville, um, Morrisville Christian Mission and the Angels and Sparrows in Huntersville. Both of those were listed on the uh, newsletter. You can click on those, and it's, it takes you right there to the place that you can give if those are things that you're interested in. I was hearing about some people who've, who have made some some uh, sharing bags already in preparation for sharing love. So if you are interested in that sort of thing, maybe we'll need to know what all was put into the bag. Um, you can see, yeah see uh lisa and and gretchen about that they've created bags to hand out if they see somebody on the street that needs to be uh, that that needs something they just can hand them right out so that's a great idea and you can it doesn't have to be what the church i don't want to say sanctions (laughs) don't get crazy but it doesn't have to be what the you know It doesn't have to come directly from us. If you have something, if you have a way that you can share love, then please do so. Because the Lord has put within you desires and and passions for certain ministries that that maybe we sometimes overlook. But they're put within you because you can reach out in those ways. So so follow the leading of the Holy Spirit as he uh, directs you to share love with others. Um, In three weeks, we have our first Sunday meal. You may notice on the uh, newsletter that there's a little bowl of soup. The reason for that is because first Sunday meal in February used to always be on what Super Bowl Sunday used to be. But then they added another week into the regular season. So now it's a week behind. But (laughs) it's just a, a habit. If you'd like to make soup, you're welcome to. Super Bowl Sunday, but you don't have to if you don't, if you have something else that you just are really interested in making, then it doesn't have to be soup, but it's a good time of year for it, because it's chilly but, ha, chilly ah, uh, yes, thank you I'll be here all week um, but, uh, but that's just a suggestion, but in three weeks we do have our first Sunday meal, so invite people with you, uh, make sure that you are that you're bringing plenty of people and plenty of food you may have noticed in the back, there is a a baby crib back there, and um, and some baby bottles in there. Today is Sanctity of Life Sunday, and Sanctity of Life just means that life is precious, that it is important to God. In the Psalms, David says, "I will praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works, and I will declare them." and He told Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew who you were. So God thinks that babies are important. He thinks that all life is important. And as we come to Sanctity of Life Sunday, this is a way, we have the the bottles back there. This is a way to share love. Because... In uh, in each of the bottles, you can place uh, check or cash or uh, change. Put some money into those bottles. Twenty five dollars. There's no there's no limit, and there's no um, you don't have to meet a certain amount. Okay, please understand that. But for the crisis pregnancy center of Lake Norman, there's one in uh, Huntersville and one in Mooresville. Twenty five dollars buys a. A pregnancy test for a young lady who comes to their facility. Um, hundred dollars pays for a sonogram for that young lady. So, and and they also they go up in in different amounts. So on their website you can read exactly what they do with uh, with different amounts of money. But but those are the the suggested amounts because studies have shown that when a when a young lady is thinking about abortion when she sees the sonogram when she's able to hear her baby's heartbeat and see it actually existing within her belly that the the likelihood of her having an abortion goes drastically down so that's one of the things that crisis pregnancy centers want to do is is be able to show these women this is a real life inside this is something that that has been created for a purpose. So we want to support that. We want to be encouraging to, to those people uh, who are having a difficult time and who really, they may find themselves in a in terrible situation, and what should I do? And they're really wondering. So we want to be as supportive as we can. So as you take that bottle home today, um, we, again, today is Sanctity of Life Sunday, but the collection for this is February nineteenth. So we have four weeks to be able to place money in. We have plenty of time to be able to share our love and and put it within the uh, that bottle. If you would like to make donations, if you did not yet get to turn in your blankets, we made some blankets last year, and if you do not yet get to turn yours in, you're welcome to bring your blanket, put it into the baby crib. We'll take all of these things uh, together. To the crisis pregnancy center, or to back to um, we want to thank um, Pastor David at the uh, First Baptist in Mor in Cornelius because he shared some of his bottles with us. So um, he brought them by on Friday, and really appreciate that. But uh, we want to we want to fill those up between now and February nineteenth. Again, just to to show love and to demonstrate that we believe that life is important. If you're breathing. If you're breathing, then there's a reason for your life. There's still hope for you. If you are, if there's a a breath in your lungs or if there is a a heartbeat in your chest, then there's still hope for you. Amen. And that's an encouragement for today. Let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy, your blessings and grace. God, I thank you because we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are your works and we know that right well. God, we understand that you have created each of us for a purpose. Everyone who is here today, God, everyone who is watching online, we understand that we are each and every one created because you love us and you have something for us to do. God, I just ask you right now that you would work and move in our lives, that we honor you and please. You. God, I thank you for each one who is able to be in your house today. God, I pray a special blessing on them, your anointing on them, your strength, your peace be upon them. God, for those who have come in hurting physically, mentally, emotionally, whatever it may be, I pray that their burdens be lifted today. God, that you give them strength and encouragement in their bodies and their minds. God, I pray that as we hear your word, as we give in an offering, as we give in prayer requests, that each and everything would be to honor and please you. God, I just ask that your will be done in everything that is said and done here today. Help us to please you in Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good, God. You are good.
1: My God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah, jehovah he is my god oh jehovah, jehovah he is my god sing my god is more my god is more than enough he can supply all my needs he is my el shaddai He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God. All of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof Everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Sing, all the earth is his. All of the earth is his. And the fullness thereof Everything that I need You can be sure of Jehovah Jireh He is my God Oh Jehovah Jireh He is my God So I about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. When by my faith I know my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my El Shaddai. He always looks out for me. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jarrah, he is my God. Sing, all the earth is his. All of the earth is his, and the fullness thereof. Everything that I need, you can be sure of. Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. Oh, Jehovah Jireh, he is my God. So why should I worry? So why should I worry about the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs, when by my faith I know my God is more than enough. He can supply all my needs. He is my die. He always looks out for me, Jehovah Jireh, He is my God, all of the earth is His, and the fullness thereof, everything that I need, you can be sure of, Jehovah Jireh. He is my God. And my God is more than enough. More than enough. More than enough. More than enough. My God is more than enough. Yes, he is more than enough. My God is more than enough. Man. I've heard a thousand stories of what they think you're like But I've heard the tender whisper of love in the dead of night as you tell me That you're pleased and that I'm never alone You're a good, good father That's who you are That's who you are That's who you are are. And I'm loved by you That's who I am That's who I am That's who I am searching For answers far and wide, but I know we're all searching for answers. Only you provide, cause you know just what we need before we say your word. You're a good, good father. Let's you what. That's who you are, that's who you are, and I'm loved by you. That's who I am, that's who I am, that's who I am, because you are perfect in all of your ways, you are perfect in all of your ways, you are perfect in all God, you are perfect in all of your ways. You are perfect in all of your ways. Lord, you're perfect in all of your ways to us. Oh, this love. Call me deeper still as you call me deeper still, and you call me deeper still into love, love, love. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who and I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. You're a good, good father. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are and I'm loved by you. That's who I am. That's who I am. That's who I am. You're a good, good father That's who you are That's who you are That's who you are And I'm loved by you That's who I am That's who I am That's who I am You're a good, good father That's who you are That's who you are That's who you are And I'm loved by you That's who I am That's who I am That's who I am You're a good, good father That's who you are Thank you, Jesus
0: Thank you, Jesus Thank you, Jesus Thank you for the breath of life, God. We thank you for being our Father.
1: I'm going to sing till my heart starts changing. I'm going to worship till I mean every word. Because the way I feel and the fear I'm facing doesn't change who you are or what you deserve. I give you my worship, you still deserve it. You're worthy, you're worthy, Jesus, you're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises in blessing and breaking. You're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song. I'm going to live like my king is risen, going to preach to my soul that you've already won. And even though I can't see, it, I'm going to keep believing that every promise you made is as good as done. I give you my worship. You still deserve it. You're worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises in blessing and breaking. You're worthy. You're worthy. You're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song, you're worthy, you're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song, you're worthy, you're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song, you're worthy, you're worthy. When I sat by that hospital bed, you were worthy when i could barely lift my head you were worthy and after all those tears were shed you were worthy i'll never stop singing your praise i'll never stop singing your praise and in the blessing and the pain you are worthy Whether you say yes or no or wait, you are worthy. And through it all I choose to say, you are worthy. I'll never stop singing your praise. I'll never stop singing your praise. And when I finally see your face, I'll cry worthy and when you wipe these tears away i'll cry worthy and above every other name you are worthy i'll never stop singing your praise i'll never stop singing your praise i give you my worship i give you my worship You still deserve it, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song. i pour out your praises in blessing and breaking, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song. I give you my worship. You still deserve it, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song. I pour out your praises in blessing and breaking, you're worthy, you're worthy, you're worthy of my song, you're worthy, you're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. you worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy. You're worthy. Jesus, you're worthy of my song. You're worthy. you worthy. Sing, so you're worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Sing it one more time. You are worthy of it all. You are worthy of it all, for from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Give him glory this morning. He is great. Thank you, Lord. You deserve it all, Lord.
2: My garrison makes me want to sing Glory to His Name. Glory to His Name. Amen. He is so worthy, He's wonderful. He's glorious. He's mighty. Messy outside, but wonderful inside. Praise the Lord is so wonderful inside. God is so good. I'll tell you this uh uh crib stuff back here, this is good I, I like that and I'll, I'll be able to put something besides milk in that bottle <laughs> praise the Lord and I've got time to do it and I, I do want to brother Vic is there another one left is there another one just one? Five. Oh five. well my hearing is not as good as it used to be not five Praise the Lord, I want one of them, and uh, it's a great thing, it's just a wonderful thing, and if, we, if in any manner our little bit can help a, a young lady see the value of what is going on in her, Whew, how that God is creating a life, and it'll be a blessing, amen, <laughs> in many ways, more ways than we can say Amen. So what a wonderful thing, what a wonderful thing. Keep the, our mission and our vision close by you, um, your study, your reading, and so forth every morning or every night, whichever the time is. Um, Joy Club, we haven't had anything scheduled. We won't schedule anything right now. Boy, we've had some cold and messy, and and. Um, but I do want to encourage you to do what I asked you to do about three, four weeks ago is start memorizing some verses in God's Word. Well, preacher, I'm not as young as I used to be, Joey Club might say, but uh, we've all rehearsed Psalm 1914, hadn't we? Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my Redeemer. And, and how do we learn that or how do we remember that? We kept saying it. We've said it here at the church lots of times. Amen. Because, and, and they don't have to be real long. There's a few that I'm looking at that are long for me, but what uh, uh, Philippians 4.13 has a good short one. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. And then verse 19 says, My God shall supply all my needs according to His riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thing. And some good verses that you can pick out uh, all along that are powerful verses. And they don't have to be so very long. And then Romans eight thirty one, 31. Uh, what shall we say then to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? Wow. So Joy Club, just memorize them, and it'll it'll make our minds sharp, and we may be president one day. Praise God. What a wonderful thing. (laughs) I believe it was uh, uh, Wade Horton many years ago that um, said that God had called him to preach, and he'd rather doubt his existence than to doubt that God called him to preach and if God called him to preach the gospel he was not going to lower himself to be president of the United States I said isn't that wonderful because it is a great thing to minister the gospel to the world and God calls people to do just that praise God and right here it starts right here and then it branches out neighborhoods and then others I feel like jumping over the church somebody ready hallelujah glory praise the Lord pick up these things too Uh, these are the cards and this um, who who sends cards I don't but if you'll push me a little bit I'll send one and and I'll send five dollars to Gideon's for Support of what the minister they do, and we've had some birthdays in this month. Wow, their birthday! I need to send those belated birthday cards. One to our oldest son Michael, one to our oldest daughter Leneva. and Sister Powell had two daughters. Uh, and some grandchildren, two grandchildren with birthdays. And, well, I know Sister Dean had one, I, because when, when Michael has a birthday, Sister Dean has a birthday that same day. So <laughs> I know, but Sister Dean, uh, well, I thank the Lord she's in our Joy Club, but her age may not reflect that. But there are others, because Robin has a husband that has a birthday in this month. Praise the Lord! It's a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> no, sister, you don't have to send your husband a uh, a card, but you can send five dollars to to uh, Gideon's if you like. This is the greatest, in my estimation, the greatest, one of the greatest, if not the greatest thing, because every nickel, every penny, every dime that we give to Gideon's goes to ministry. It does not go for overhead. It does not go for administration. They pay their way. Amen. And they uh, don't take anything, but they give and give. And praise God, that's love, isn't it? Oh, I like that love month coming up. Praise God. Sister Julie, I may get a heart with a bunch of chocolates in it. I don't know. Hallelujah. I love that. Love month, as it were. Amen. Hallelujah. And and I thought, and and I think it was on, um, pastor's um, uh, website that even the police department and and fire department, if if we wanted to get together one day and let's put our money together, let's buy about twenty five dozen Krispy Kreme donuts and take them by. Boy, huh? Oh, you didn't. See? No, but okay. Fire department, policeman. Period. 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 Now take them donuts, take them French fries, bologna sandwich. <laughs> no, the the what to take was not in there. But but there's a lot of things. There's a lot of areas, and I just learned some this morning about how love can be spread and how it can be blessing. Praise God, and and so it's a wonderful thing. Uh, Catch the vision, like the sign says back here that's been there for, I think, about 20 years, 21 years, ever how long? Catch the vision, a vision of whatever works in your life. Amen. Praise God. You know, the Lord is so good to me. Um, I think, Brother Mike Hager, he's better to me than he is to you, and I don't know why he would do that, but I feel so good. God's blessed me physically, emotionally. Uh, Financially, some yeah, thank you, Lord. All of his blessings are great, isn't it? And um, one of the preachers on the TV this morning was saying that, my words, but what he is saying, that God's love and blessings and goodness never runs dry. He didn't say runs dry, but it's there all the time. When we're sad, he's still happy. He's still full. He's still blessed. He's still wonderful. When we're struggling, he still has the answer. He is the answer. He never, his his supply is never depleted. Praise God. We ought to just get under that spout where that glory runs out because it's still being poured out today. Amen and amen. (laughs) Hallelujah. So I thank him because he saved me from a devil's hell clean me up, wash me. Now he tells me in his word to wash every day now. You need to wash your hands every day. You need to wash that mind and that heart every day. But he did a work in me for sanctification, baptized with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues. And he has healed me more than I confess it. He has healed me again and again and again. And I've seen healings. I've seen healings of diabetes. I've seen healings where people have the flu, and I've baptized them in cold water down on the eastern part of North Carolina. I mean, freezing water, where when I went in, I was like this. And they come out from the flu and cleared God. Cleared. I'm serious. I know it. It happened. I see it firsthand. I've seen God do miracle working, He is worthy. The song said. Amen. He really is. Is <laughs> somebody else you'd love to brag a little bit on the Lord Jesus? Amen. Thank God. Thank God. Amen, Brother Vic. And you, you know that w- phrase you just used, I just thank Him for everything? I thought real quickly, there's no way in the world we have time for everything. So we had to say it in a general term like that, don't we? We thank Him for everything. Amen. Somebody else, thank Him for everything, a little bit. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen, Sister Jordan. He still answers prayer, doesn't he? He is a prayer answering God. He's a wonderful God. He's a loving God. We cannot express enough. He is awesome. Okay, yes, Sister. Sister Brenda. Praise God. Well, I tell you what, then that song must have helped you as it did me. He's a good, good father. He's a good, Sister I feel like I could jump over the church. Hallelujah. But I'm not going to do it, but I'm going to tell you that uh, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. God is good. God bless you. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. The fast proved to me that I got more time than I thought I had. I, I got more time to study if I want to study. I got more time to study if I really want to. So uh, it proved to me. It, and that's me. That's what it did for me is to help me realize that I got more time. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our earth shall come Lord at this time. Bless tithing. his name. Bless his name. Bless. Glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord, Lord. Lord. Brother Joyner, will you say the blessing of the offering for us this morning, please?
3: Morning. It's time now to take a prayer request. Does anyone on this side have a request? Sister Robin? Okay, let's remember Robin's
4: husband.
2: Sis-
0: for
3: to for him, uh, <laughs> let's remember Brother Shane. He's he's going some, through some struggles right now with, with work and things so let's remember him okay anyone on this side brother Mike Let's remember Brother Mike's family and his neighbor Dustin. Gretchen. Let's remember Pop Pop's back. Sister Brenda. Okay, let's remember Sister Brenda's co-worker. If there are no other requests, then let's bow our heads and take our requests to God. That's it. and be friendly.
0: Hey, Amen. good morning again glad that you are here if you're watching online hello and good morning and yes happy birthday to all those who had a birthday um, I for okay just to clarify for the um, police and the <laughs> firefighters they need to be healthy so taking them like you know fruit or um, <laughs> protein bars, You know, things like that. Gatorade. Why? (laughs) You know, that might be better than than, than donuts. I'm just saying. You know, just saying. I also uh, forgot to mention that on March 11th, which is the second Saturday of March, there is a a, a Billy Graham seminar going on at Grace Covenant for... um, for crisis intervention so if you are if you ever wonder what to say to people in crisis you just don't you just have no idea there is a free seminar going on from the Billy Graham Association which is a I mean it's they, they have their stuff together. If you can trust anybody, then the Billy Graham Association, they really have it together. So if you would like to go, I think there are some people who are already planning to. We announced it in our class on Wednesday. So there are some people who are already planning to go, and if you want to just pencil that in. Um, so it starts at 8.15. The registration is at 8.15, and it goes until 4.30. So it's going to be all day long if they – I don't know if they serve food at Grace. I mean, they're – Grace is always very generous, so they may be serving food. But if not, then there are plenty of places to eat around there. So if we go, we have a big enough group, we can go have some lunch uh, that day if you'd like to go. So uh, that's that's something that's coming up in in a little less than two months, but uh, that'll come by really, really quickly. Uh, Yeah, so crisis intervention. And you don't just have to be a counselor or a, a pastor to to know how to help people in crisis. I mean, each of us know someone who has been in some sort of difficulty in their lives. And, and this is a way to share love with them and be encouraging to them. So We understand that we are capable of mind control. That's right. If you were not able to watch, there were some difficulties. I think last week with the with the last. I have had a couple people say they weren't able to see it right then, but it is online now. So if you didn't, if you're watching us now and you weren't able to see last week, please go back. It's it's labeled mind control, I believe. <laughs> so um, watch and and see. You are able. To control yourself? I don't know. I'm sure it had nothing to do with you. I don't know what happened. I was acting goofy. So. So we ask ourselves a few questions in order to control our minds. Number one, have you prayed about it? Because the Bible tells us, God's Word tells us, that when we have a need, we are to come before God with with prayer and thanksgiving, supplication, making our requests known, being specific about what God is saying to us and about the needs that we have from Him. So we come to Him in prayer and we are able to gain control of our minds. The second question is, what are you allowing past the guards? So if God has promised, and if since God has promised to guard our hearts and minds when we call on Him, And then we still have anxiety, and we still have worries, and we still have concerns in our minds, and that means that we're allowing something to get past those guards that God has put around us. So ask yourself, what are you allowing past the guards? The third thing, are you an example or a cautionary tale? Paul said to them, if you see me do it, if you've known of me doing it, if you've heard of me doing it, you can do it. So... We want to be an example to those around us. So we continue to work on mental health and wellness by dealing today with our disappointments. Health and wellness. Dealing with disappointment. Because life happens. Disappointments occur. Disappointment is the sadness or displeasure caused by the non-fulfillment of one's hopes and expectations. I expect it to go one way, and it goes a different way. (laughs) Bless me. I I think that it's going to happen like this. I have my expected end, but God has a different expected end. And if I don't have my thoughts and ideas lined up with his, then I'm going to be disappointed in the end. Lord, this isn't how I wanted it to be. Suffering disappointment. Have you, have you ever had to deal with any disappointment? <laughs> Perhaps you expected your prayers to be answered one way, but they were answered a different way. You wanted God to say yes and he said no. Or he said wait a little while. That's really frustrating. God, if you're going to if you're going to do it, just go ahead and do it. Maybe you became the victim of someone else's issue and you suffered disappointment because of that. Maybe your disappointment had absolutely nothing to do with you. That's really frustrating. (laughs) Like, Lord, you might could have rescued me from that. And it's okay to be honest with him in that way. To say that to him. Lord, I I feel disappointed. I'm upset. I don't know how to deal with this. Because if if we are always expecting sunshine and rainbows and roses and unicorns all the time, we will be disappointed. God never promised that. God never promised that his answer would always be yes. He never promised that the road would be easy. In fact, he said, Jesus said to the disciples, In this world you will have trouble. But be encouraged because I have overcome the world. (laughs) So that is our encouragement. Not that that everything will always be perfect and fine. But that because of Christ being an overcomer, we are now overcomers. Yes. Yes. So there are many times throughout God's word that people suffer disappointments. And as long as we live on this earth, we will too. At times our suffering is from our own doing. Other times it's collateral damage from someone else. So this that we're about to read is is just one example of suffering. And it's a it's a pretty big one of suffering and disappointment. But the way that it was dealt with is what we're going to really look at. So, we're going to be in 2 Samuel chapter 12. God sees. King David had sinned. Okay, he was he was king at this point in 2 Samuel chapter 12. He was king, he was ruling over the entire nation at this point. Uh, the first 7 years of his reign, he was ruling o- only over Hebron the area of Hebron but then uh, after that seven years he became the king of the entire nation of Israel so he was the king at this point but he had sinned and he began to lust after the wife of another man he was his army was out as the kings normally went out in the in the certain season of the year they were out at war conquering and Doing all sorts of army things. And it said that David had stayed behind. And he was up on the rooftop. Saw this lady bathing out. And he thought, wow, that's a a beautiful woman. And I'm the king and I deserve to have what I want. So he called for her. And then he had an affair with her. He sinned against her and against the Lord. A child was conceived out of this sin and then when he found out, when David found out about this, he sent for the wom- the woman's husband. Said, "All right, call for Uriah, who's out in the in the army. He's out doing what he's supposed to do. Call for him. Send him to come talk to me. I'm gonna find out how the army's doing." So he called him to the palace. How how's the how things going, Uriah? Oh, they're great. They're great. We're winning. Everything's everything's wonderful. Great, Uriah. Why don't you go on home and? see your wife and, and hang out with her in a little while and I'll, I'll talk to you later. And Uriah stayed outside in the king's court. When David found out, okay, maybe you misunderstood. Uriah, come on, man. Hi. Great to see you a second day. Everything okay with you? Yes, yes, king. Everything's great. Okay, well go, go home. Hang out with your wife. See her for a little while. Well, king, I am not going to go home and, and have the comforts of home when the rest of the army of the Lord is out in the field living in tents with a bunch of stinking men. And that should have convicted the heart of David because that's exactly what he was doing. He should have been out somewhere commanding his troops but he was instead living in the comfort of the palace and being tempted to sin. So, it didn't work and David called for his the highest commander to place Uriah on the front lines of battle and then as the battle was getting heated up he said then tell everyone to retreat except for Uriah and Uriah was killed so after Uriah's death Bathsheba his wife went through a period of mourning when that time was over, David sent for her again, and he married her. Now, he did all this to cover up his initial sin. He was trying to cover up sin after sin after sin, and he finally, he, he sent us. okay, well, let's make this right. And most people probably didn't even know what David had done. Maybe a few of the people in the palace who had seen Bathsheba come and go and who had, had relayed messages from Bathsheba to David and David back to Bathsheba. But the rest of the country had no idea what David had done. And perhaps they even looked at David with admiration. Well, isn't that kind of David? The king is he's looking after the widow of one of his soldiers. How, how kind and how generous. But David knew. And the Lord knew, so He sent Nathan the prophet to proclaim judgment. And this, golly, the story at the beginning of chapter twelve is one of the saddest stories you could ever hear. And Nathan comes to David, and he he says, "There were these two men, and the one was really rich, and he had everything he could ever want. He had." He had cattle and sheep, and, and he had a beautiful home, everything he could possibly want. And then there was this one man who had just a little lamb, and he had cared for that lamb, and he loved it, and he, he slept with it, and it was like a little pet to him, and he had raised it from the time it was small. And he just he loved it so dearly. And then a traveler came, and instead of that rich man taking from his own flocks... He instead went and snuck and and took that one little lamb, that precious little lamb from that man who only had one, and he took it and he killed that lamb and he gave it to his guest. And David was outraged. That man should die. How dare he do such a thing? This ought not be and that man was selfish and he was unrighteous and he was mean and terrible and he should have looked at what he had and, and been considerate of that instead of taken from this man who only had one. And how I, this kind of thing ought not happen. Israel Kill that man. And Nathan looked at him and he said, You are the man. To be able to say that to the king of Israel... You had all that you could ever want. You're the richest man in the in the whole country. You're the greatest. And still, you weren't satisfied with what you had, so you had to take someone else's. And, and immediately, we see in verses 13 and 14 of chapter 12, And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. Not against Uriah, not against Bathsheba, but I have sinned against the Lord. And Nathan said unto David, The Lord also hath put away thy sin. Thou shalt not die. Because the punishment for adultery was to be taken out into the the center of the town and stoned to death. They threw rocks at him until he died. So the Lord had forgiven the sin of David because of his repentant heart and said, okay, you're not going to die. We're not going to shame you. How be it, because by this deed thou hast given great occasion to the enemies of the Lord to blaspheme. What you've done has caused shame. If anyone ever finds out about it, they that causes shame, not just to you, David, but to the Lord. <sighs> the child also that is born unto thee shall surely die. <sighs> so even though David was repentant, even though he said, yes, Lord, I know I've sinned. Yes, Lord, I know that I'm deserving of death. The innocent had to pay instead. How often does that happen? That our sin will always have consequences, but sometimes it's the innocent people who pay And here, it's almost a picture of of Christ. Because David, who deserved death, instead of him being the one to die, his poor innocent son was put to death because of his sin. So verses 15 through 19 say, Nathan departed unto his house and the Lord struck the child that Uriah's wife bare unto David and it was very sick David therefore besought God for the child and David fasted and went in and lay all night upon the earth and the elders of his house arose and went to him to raise him up from the earth but he would not neither did he eat bread with them and it came to pass on the seventh day that the child died And the servants of God feared to tell him that the child was dead. For they said, Behold, while the child was yet alive, we spake unto him, and he would not hearken unto our voice. How will he then vex himself if we tell him that the child is dead? And when David saw that his servants whispered, David perceived that the child was dead. Therefore, David said unto his servants, Is the child dead? And they said, He is dead. Because no is still an answer. The child that Uriah's wife bore, notice it, it says Uriah's wife. Even though David had taken her as his wife after her, her first husband had died, David was not her husband. He was not supposed to be her husband. God still identified her with Uriah, the man that, that David had killed. But this child that she bore became very sick. And in five of the nine times that this word is used, that he came, that a sickness was upon him, it was very sick. This is used nine times. Five of those times, the meaning is incurable. So an incurable disease came upon this little baby, this innocent little child. And even though David knew what the Lord had said, he still desired mercy. It says that David besought God. This word means to search out. Specifically in worship and prayer, he laid down and he called on the name of the Lord. He said, God, please, let this, let this child live. Please have mercy. Forgive me for what I've done. Lord, have mercy on this baby, this innocent child. He fasted, it says, and he slept on the ground. The king of Israel, the richest man in the nation, the greatest, most powerful man, he fasted and he laid on the ground. His elders came and tried to persuade him into eating, to try to make him end his fast, but David refused. Sent them away. Don't, don't talk to me now. I'm, I'm in the middle of something. I, I, I'm talking to the Lord. I need to get in touch with him. Please, leave me alone but then on the seventh day the baby died remember that according to the law the eighth day was the day of circumcision and that's when a name would have been given to the child so at this point he died at seven days old and he would not have been circumcised so technically not a part of the nation of Israel he would have had no name Before we go any further, please understand. The baby, again, completely innocent. There was nothing at all that the baby had done wrong. He was just collateral damage from sin that David had committed. Even Bathsheba, even though she was an adult, she would have had very little choice if she had been commanded by the king to come to him and to do whatever he asked her to do, she would have had to do it. So, David was the one. He was the one who deserved all the punishment. And yet, Bathsheba had to suffer the, the shame of what David had done and ask her to do the hurt Of losing her husband and now the suffering, the pain of losing her child. She was more innocent than David. She was just collateral damage. But again, oftentimes, our disappointments don't come from us. What we've done, they come from a dumb decision that someone else has done. The wages of sin is always death, but sometimes it's the innocent who pay the price of death. The death of every child or adult is not a consequence, but this is just an example. Sometimes, yes, death is a consequence of sin, but this is this is just a there are plenty of things that and I asked the Lord, honestly, I'm telling you this was this is uh three weeks ago and I was studying. I'm like, Lord, are you sure that this is the passage? But he just kept leading me back to this. So so the Lord wants us to hear and understand this example. Those in David's household were afraid to tell him about the baby's death. They had seen him laying on the ground in the dust. They had known that he didn't eat anything for seven days and fasting and and asking the Lord to rescue this child. And they thought, what are we going to do? He acted like this. He turned us away. He, He acted crazy he he was mourning he was weeping he was fasting for so long and if if he knows that the baby has died that God said no as an answer to his prayer what's he going to do and so he says to them "Did, did the baby die and they said yes yes king he did and then in verses 20 through 23 it says then David arose from the earth and washed and anointed himself and changed his apparel and came into the house of the Lord and worshipped then he came to his own house and when he required they set bread before him and he did eat then said his servants unto him what thing is this that thou hast done thou didst fast and weep for the child while it was alive but when the child was dead thou didst rise and eat bread And he said, while the child was yet alive, I fasted and wept. For I said, who can tell whether God will be gracious to me that the child may live? But now he is dead. Wherefore should I fast? Can I bring him back again? I shall go to him, but he shall not return to me. So David's demeanor changed after God said no. He rose up. He washed. He anointed himself. He changed his clothes from the garments of heaviness into garments of praise. And he entered into the house of the Lord in order to worship. Notice that he went first to the house. He cleaned himself up and then went first to the house of the Lord. And then he went home to eat and he asked them to bring him some bread. Everyone who saw this was shocked and wondered. What on earth is he doing? Why Why is this the case? And he explained it thus. While there was breath, there was hope. While the child was still alive, while he was still breathing, while st- he was still on earth with a heartbeat, there was still hope. But now the hope is that I'll see him again one day. In verses 24 and 25. It says, And David comforted Bathsheba, his wife. This is the first time that Bathsheba is referred to as David's wife. After God had answered his prayer with a no, and after David had understood, the answer is no, I'm sorry for the disappointment, but things have to change. That was when God recognized Bathsheba as David's wife. It says, And and David comforted Bathsheba, his wife, and went in unto her and lay with her, and she bare a son. And he called him, his name Solomon, and the Lord loved him. And he sent by the hand of Nathan the prophet, and he called his name Jedidiah because of the Lord. So David comforted Bathsheba. This word comforted means to sigh, to be sorry, to, to console or to repent. So after he had talked to the Lord... After he had repented of his sins. He went to Bathsheba and he repented of his sins to her. It says that he was sorry. That he repented to her. That perhaps he tried to console her because of this death. I'm so sorry. I should not have done what I did. We'll never know the extent of pain that Bathsheba had to endure. She went through two deaths because of what David had done. We do know that she cared for her husband because she mourned for him. And undoubtedly she would have mourned for her child. But it says that she bore another son to David. This child was Solomon. This name meaning peaceful. And though this was not David's firstborn son, because David had lots of other wives and had, who had borne him sons, this child, Bathsheba's child, became the king of all Israel. And it says that the Lord loved the boy. They named him Solomon, peaceful. But the Lord sent Nathan the prophet, and he said, this time you need to rename this child. The word of the Lord came and said, Call him Jedidiah because that means beloved of Jehovah. I love this boy. <sighs> when I do not get what I ask for, <laughs> how do I respond? Again, not all of our suffering is due to sin. Sometimes our suffering is because of other people's sin or just because of life. We live in a fallen world, therefore. Issues happen. Things occur. It has nothing to do with us or our sin or punishment because of our sin. Sometimes life just happens. Our our bodies wear out or become sick. Or the enemy attacks us. His goal is to steal and to kill and to destroy. So he attacks in order to help us uh, get away from the Lord. Right? Or sometimes it is because of our sin we've done something wrong and we're having to pay the price. And God is merciful, but there is always a consequence for sin. But how do we face disappointments when our prayers are not answered the way that we want? We've been fasting for these three weeks. It for for most of us it ends tomorrow. <laughs> So for some people, it may have you. You may have started day one, and so and so it ends today, and that's okay. Hey, and there are some people I know who've, who've said that they're going to go until the end of the month, and that's fine too. Um, but as we've prayed, and I've encouraged each of us to write down things that we want from the Lord. Write down the things that you're asking Him for, that you're being specific about. Write down specifically, God, I want not just. I want you to bless me. No, what do you need? And when we write these things down or we talk to God specifically about them every day, I, need to, I say write things down because if I don't write them down, bless my heart. Sometimes I forget. So that's why I say that. But what happens when we have this list of prayers and we bring them before God earnestly. We've we've laid down in the dirt, as it were, and we've not eaten or we've given up whatever it was that we decided to give up. And we've prayed and we've prayed and we've prayed and God says no. What do we do? Because sometimes we have this idea in the back of our mind, and we won't really admit it, but we, we think to ourselves, if I have prayed prayed and if I have fasted and if I have really truly talked to God with my whole heart then certainly without a doubt he's going to do exactly what I've asked for exactly the way that I asked for it and we don't admit that necessarily but somewhere in the back of our mind it kind of is and then when God answers differently Either he answers, but not the way we asked, or he says no. We, We don't want to, but a little bit we begin to lose faith. I've asked for this and asked for this, and God, I've called on you for this, and you didn't do it, so maybe you're not as faithful as your word says. And again, we may never admit that out loud. We may never speak that, but that gets planted within us. And then the enemy who wants to steal and kill and destroy begins to speak to us. You've asked for that a bunch of times. And God said no. Or God hasn't done it yet. God either doesn't hear you or doesn't care about you. So what do we do? Because disappointment happens. This story is, a, is an example. Through God's word of disappointment happening. And God saying No to a very sincere request. And we think, oh God, why wouldn't you save a little baby? Innocent, sweet little baby, God, why would you, why would you say no to that? And sometimes that's the thing when we ask, oh, God, why wouldn't you answer it this way? So what do we do? There are some principles from this passage to help us. Number one, we understand that prayer changes things. It may not change the things that we want, but it does change things. It was during this time of prayer that David wrote the prayer of repentance in Psalm 51. When he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Restore unto me the joy of your salvation. It was through this time of fasting and prayer that David began to realize... I'm not as close to you as I once was. I'm not where I should be. I used to be a man after your heart, God. I used to, whatever you told me, that's what I would do. God, you were the only thing that was important to me. You were the only thing that mattered to me. But but somehow I've stepped away from that. Somehow I've, I've pulled away. And so through this circumstance as he was praying... David began to recognize and receive the fact that he had strayed away ever so slightly. Piece by piece, he had moved away from God. And when he realized where he was from where he had been, he began to pray this prayer of repentance, Psalm 51. The circumstance did not improve. In fact, it became worse. The child just kept getting sicker. The exact opposite of what they wanted to happen, happened. But it was in this time of prayer and fasting that God restored this joy of David's salvation. It is in times of sorrow, disappointment, and hardship that we are faced with a choice to curse God and die or to be restored. To understand God, even if you don't answer the way that I'm asking you to. Just like the children of... Uh, the, the three Hebrew boys in the uh, book of Daniel. he said, God, we believe that God can do. You know, we absolutely have faith that God can do what we're saying. But even if He doesn't, <laughs> even if you say, no, Lord, even if we get thrown into this fiery furnace and we get burned up, we know that God is still God... Even if he didn't answer the way we wanted him to. And that's what David began to realize. Lord, this is what I want from you. This is what I'm asking for. But, even if you don't, you are still good. You are still God. The second thing that we see in this is that we need to rise up. When David realized God had answered, he rose up he stopped wallowing he got off the ground he picked himself up others had tried to get him up earlier others had tried to say come on, come on you're, you're disgracing yourself you're the king of all Israel and, and you're rolling around on the ground praying, crying you're, you're looking crazy, get up won't eat losing weight Suffering, struggling, having a hard time. Come on, man, get up. And he said, "No, God hasn't answered me yet." See, don't quit. If God hasn't answered you yet, don't quit. Okay? I'm not saying that what that once the fast is over, if it's today, tomorrow, January thirty first, I'm not saying that if your answer hasn't come, then that means it's a no. Okay, please understand that too. Because God has his own timetable for something. <laughs> so we don't be discouraged if it doesn't happen right when we want it to. But it was very clear that the answer was no here. So when you see and understand that God's answer is no, that's when to rise up. Okay? Don't, don't give up before it's time. Don't stop praying before God answers. Because oftentimes we do that. Okay, Lord, it hasn't happened in the time frame that I'm thinking it will. So maybe it's an i I'm just going to stop praying. But until, as long as there's breath, there's hope. As long as there's a heartbeat, there, there's hope. Okay, so, so don't give up until it's time. But when the answer comes, rise up. Lord, it's not what I wanted. Rise up. Lord, this is not how I expected it. Rise up. Lord, this is not what I prayed for. Rise up. God has answered. David cleaned up, prepared himself, anointed himself, nourished his soul before feeding his body. He went to the house of the Lord and worshiped. So when the answer comes, put off the spirit of heaviness. Because <laughs> at that point, <laughs> if God has already said no, no matter how much you pray, it's still no. <laughs> God is a good father that way too, and then, you know sometimes you have kids that ask and you say no, and then they just keep on. <laughs> okay, no is a no. It's going to continue to be no. No matter how much you want, it's going to still be no. And God's a good father; He's not going to say no and not mean it. Okay, He's not just going to say no arbitrarily. Nah, you you be all right. Go go do something else, and force us to keep on asking. That's not that's not God. His answers are definite. If He says yes, it will happen. If He says no, that's the end of it. So, when God gives the answer, take off the the spirit of heaviness and put on the garment of praise. Wash your face. Prepare for worship. Because God is good, even if he didn't answer the way we want. God is good. And he sees. (laughs) And then the third thing that we learn is give birth to a new thing. The child that they were expecting didn't make it. God, this is the way that I wanted it. This is the way that I was expecting it to happen. This was my expected end. I, I thought that, that life was going to go this way. I thought my health was going to go this way. I thought my job was going to go this way. I thought my relationships were going to go this way. This is the way that I had it all planned out. And For those of us who like to plan, you know, it's like, <laughs> Like God, this had this was not on my calendar. <laughs> I don't know what you're thinking. Yeah. Because there are plenty of times that, that God throws something at us like where did this come from? God allows something to be thrown at us. What on earth? But When we have something that we're expecting and it doesn't happen, it, it may prevent us from trying again. That disappointment. But that didn't happen for David and Bathsheba. Their disappointment did not prevent them from trying again, hoping again, believing past the pain. Giving birth to something new. Believe past the pain. God, this is not what I wanted. This was a no. So I'm just going to be done. No. Believe past it. For the child that had no name and was never sealed under the covenant, God gave them instead a child of peace with the name beloved who built the house of God. In place of that pain, in, in place of that loss of identity, in, in place of that reminder of their sin, God instead replaced it with a child that had no reason or right to become the king, but he still was. God appointed him as such. God named him Beloved of Jehovah. David had wanted to build the house of the Lord. He said, Lord, how can I live in this beautiful palace and you are living in a tent? And God said, I don't want you to be the one to build it for me. It's going to be your son. (laughs) It's going to be that one that was birthed out of what you thought was tragedy, out of what you thought was pain. That's the child that's going to be raised up and give birth to The house of the Lord, the glorious temple of God, the dwelling place. That was the plan that God had for Solomon. And it never would have come to pass if David and Bathsheba had given up, had stopped, had halted because of the pain that they were feeling. You got to push through it, you got to give birth to something new. The pain and loss was real. What you've been through is real. The pain that you've experienced is real. We are in no way trying to diminish that. God's word is in no way trying to diminish that. God is not saying, oh, just forget about it. But what God does do is he allows the the pain to bring forth something good. We can't allow the pain to prevent us from believing that God wants to do a new thing. That God wants to bring forth... Because, again, the relationship that was between David and Bathsheba was wrong initially. It was wrong. It was sinful. It was not what God intended. But God took what the enemy meant for evil. To cause pain and tragedy in the heart of david because if david had ignored nathan if david had said oh just get out of my sight i don't want to hear this mess from you I don't don't try to i'm the king of all israel don't try to correct me get out of here nathan we don't want to hear that mess and david had stayed in his sin we don't know what would have happened the nation of israel would not have been what it became So, oftentimes when God says, no, we want to shut down. And we want to, no, no thank you. I don't want to pray anymore. I don't want to ask anymore. I don't want to believe anymore. But God can bring something out of the bad that we do. Out of the bad that we've been through. And it may, again, have nothing to do with us. God can bring from the tragedy and the disappointment And the no, God can bring from that something so good, a blessing. Disappointments are inevitable, regardless of their source. If it's life happening, if it's the enemy attacking you, if it's something that you've done and is a consequence. Disappointments happen. But this story is an example of how to rightly respond. Understand that prayer changes things. It may just be me that prayer changes. You know, as as I'm praying to the Lord, my circumstance may get worse, but I'm different. I'm better because of prayer, because of drawing closer to the Lord. Understand that we need to rise up and that we need to give birth to a new thing. As the music plays. the things that we go through, the things that you've been through, and you may look back over your life and pinpoint one thing or another and say, the worst thing was this, or the worst thing was that, or it's a collection of of all this mess. God can take that and make something so good. Make something so beautiful. Redeem it. So today, as we go to the Lord in prayer, We want him to restore the joy of our salvation, to redeem what the enemy tried to use to harm us. However, you need to receive from him today. If you want to come down here and pray, if you want to stand, if you want to sit, whatever you want to do. But we are receiving from the Lord today a restoration. Heavenly Father, we come before you giving you praise. Heavenly Father, we come before you thanking you because the things that you do are good. That even when we pray and it's not the way we want it to be, God, we understand that you are only good. Father, I thank you. I thank you because you hear us. You are a good father and you hear when we call to you. But just like a good father can't always say yes. Does not always say yes. We understand. That sometimes you have to say no. It's for our good. And we may not understand why yet. Sometimes we have to deal with the disappointments that come. But God I thank you. That even though. It's not our expected end. It's what you have planned. And that is so much better. It is so much better than we know. Heavenly Father, I just ask you now that you would work in each and every life, God, for everyone who is seeking you. Everyone who's getting to the end of their fast and thinking, Lord, is it going to happen? God, I just pray. I pray that you would change us. God, as we pray to you, as we call out to you, change us. Change my heart, Father. Draw me closer to you. Help me to see you better. Help me to understand your plan more. And even if I don't understand it, God, help me to accept it. Heavenly Father, change me as I pray. Heavenly Father, for each and every person who's here, change us. Through prayer, through fasting, change us. Restore the joy of our salvation. Create in each of us a clean heart. Renew a righteous spirit within each of us. God, change us. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would rise us up. For those who are are low, who are sad, who are worried, who are disappointed. God, for those who feel beaten down by things that have happened that may not have been their fault, may have been absolutely nothing they had anything to do with, but they feel beaten down because of it. God, I pray you would lift them up. Raise them up right now. God, for the relationships that are struggling, for the people who are physically in in pain, for those who are mentally in pain. For those who are bound by chains of addiction or depression or whatever it may be, Father, we pray, release right now. Rise up. We call forth. We call forth those that we're praying for. In Jesus' name, raise up. And Father, I pray that you would birth a new thing within us. God, that we would look past the discouragement, look past the, the sadness of what has occurred, but understand that You are doing a new thing. Behold, who will notice it? Who will take note? Who will see? Who will recognize? Heavenly Father, I ask You now that You would just do something new within our hearts. God, restore that joy of salvation. Change us. Do something new within us. I thank you I believe you I trust you that you are doing great things and Lord though we're resistant to change even though we're we're fighting against it Lord I don't want this new thing but God reassure us bring about peace peace that passes understanding God your will be done God, we believe in miracles
1: We
4: believe that you're doing
1: miracles. Some may say it's broken, but the healers in the room.
4: Some may say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to
0: move. Heavenly Father, we trust you for miracles right now. God, I speak in the spirit, miracles,
1: God,
4: miracles.
0: <laughs> God, we speak miracles, change, deliverance, chain breaker chain breaker come into this place deliver restore heal mend change call forth call forth from death to life God forth your miracles in Jesus name in Jesus name in Jesus name God we accept what you're doing it may not be the way we want it but God we accept it we receive it in Jesus name we receive it in Jesus name and now we speak over your people (laughs) may Yahweh bless you and keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. May he be gracious to you and may he give you his peace in Jesus' precious name. Amen.